Here's the thing about Germany, why I made the curators thick of the Hollywood French What's going on, people? Welcome to episode 62 of Hashtag Observations TFR by Crazy D with my special guest host, my sister Tanya M. Congress. Let's check out the sound. Let's make sure that everything is right. How are you doing this morning, etc., etc.? I am doing, let's see, on one hand, I'm doing too well as to be expected, and on the other hand, I'm doing wonderful this morning. Got up, um, got some work in this morning, got my cut up on my apple, honey crisp apple and ginger, and today is not so good. I got a cup of coffee. I don't have my power drink. I got coffee so that gives an illusion of power see it gives you you know you get a quick pick me up but then you're gonna crash because it's not natural it's forced coffee is a forced uh what do you call it stimulant a forced stimulant that has sodium in it and contributes to if you have problems with inflammation or period i have intermittent inflammation so i know that when i choose to drink this cup of coffee remember i told you everything is a choice when i choose to drink this cup of coffee i know that i'm going to have to deal with the inflammation so i'm gonna have to double back i'm gonna have to go get the tart cherry juice mixed with the turmeric and ginger crushed ginger in that to counteract what i drank here so everything <laughs> everything is a choice all right but I'm doing wonderful, always excited to begin our uh, daily uh, impartations to you guys. Right now, our series is on filmmaking, the art of filmmaking, filmmakers, um, everything from the business end to the creative end to the business end. And so I'm ready to go. How are you doing this morning, D? Doing, I'm doing as well as can be, under the circumstances we are in the middle of a resurgence of COVID-19 that's right we are in the middle of a resurgence of COVID-19 I wonder how this resurgence happened you know I mean I know what they say in the media but you know we've been programmed not to believe the media some people believe media hook, line, and sinker, but, you know, we've been programmed not to believe the media, right? The media is somehow, <laughs> somehow they're going to be suspect. And so you're like, how did this happen that this came so rapid, right? And it seemed like once Donald Trump seemed to go mute, he's posting on his Twitter, but he hasn't been coming out to speak. And so, you know, it seems like everything has gone mute, right? Like, like he's mute, and now they've been talking about this is going to be the darkest 
situation ever. I say dark. I say whenever people use the word dark, they're so if, if you're if you're black, then you're self-hating. If you're using the word dark, right? But if you're if you're the other, right? Other than melanated other than black American black people, then you are just a hater, right? And you're using those terms, and those terms aren't the best terms, right? So all of a sudden now, everything that you see on the media is doom and gloom. Oh, you must shut down. All I can say is people, quote unquote, voted for what they wanted, right? And so as he begins to shut down, because this is what this is setting up for, for him to shut down everything. And whatever reason, whatever reason you think that they are shutting it down, well, they're going to shut it down. And all that freedom. See, it's one thing to be free. It's another thing to be in freedom. We talked about that, right? Freedom, right? To be in free, be in a state of free, but be dumb to the facts of what's really going on when it comes down to actually being what that means, uh, being actually free, right? So here we are, we're in this situation, and they're getting ready to go full throttle with this, and this is going to be a shutdown, and the question is, what are you going to do about it? Well, the first thing you could do about it is think about COVID from back when it first started, right? Remember how when COVID first started, everyone didn't know what was going on? Well, we did shows on it. Episode 108 of Hashtag TFR Podcast Live featured Pharaoh said that he laid it all the way out. All you have to do is just go over to the Film Review Life channel. Search out episode 108 after the show and check out what you need to pick up to fight this, right? Now, first of all, let's shout out to the people watching us on Periscope, Vimeo, a certain social media site, and the Film Review Live channel on YouTube. Smash the like button, smash the share button. Smash the like button, smash the share button, tag your people in it. The chats are open. The chat line is open, 213-943-3358. Smash the subscribe button on the Film Review Live channel. We want to see a lot of subscribers, 10, 20, 30 up here during the show. So what? is our show about today we are in the middle we're coming down to the last two uh, last two fifths of our series on the independent diy nature of filmmaking this is installment four of the series right film is images Audio, actors, and music selection to auteur. Right? Film is images, 
audio, actors, and music selection to our tour. Observations TFR episode 62. Okay. Many times. Explain to us what our tour means. Oh, oh, oh we're gonna we're gonna get to all that. We're gonna get to all that. Okay. We're getting to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Many times the writer of a screenplay is not the director. But sometimes when the director's direction and force of nature is so strong and every aspect of the film from the direction to the sets to the lighting to the edit and the music used in the finished movie is selected by the director, he or she is considered the auteur of the movie. We take a look at what it means to be an auteur and how the actors benefit from having a director who has the direction of the film fully mapped out in his head to production post to completion. Let's discuss. The phone lines are open 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. Now we've been on this because you know tomorrow we have a director independent filmmaker coming in well he's not coming in he's going to be here virtually you know we're going to be connecting and he's going to be up on the screen and we're going to be talking to him his name is keith lee keith lee from stockton california that's right stockton california he is an independent director filmmaker from stockton california who has his latest offering up on Amazon Prime. So we're going to be talking to him about his career and all that. This is this will be the third time that he's been on our broadcast because usually he's on the hashtag TFR podcast live. But this will be the first time he'll be on observations. But within the TFR family of shows, this will be his third appearance with his latest offering on Amazon Prime. So you definitely want to type you definitely want to chime in and watch that. So first of all, we want to say also, get well to Stuart Elsey. He's one of the actors in uh, A Preacher's Life. He's the lead role in The Preacher's Life. And he's contracted COVID-19. And we want to send out best wishes and prayers are up already and get well, brother, get well. Yes, that's right. And also we, we need to talk about and say condolences to the family of, to the family and friends of Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown's son, Bobby Jr. dies at 28. The producer's son was reportedly found dead in his home in Los Angeles. So we want to send condolences and prayers up for that. They can't rule out foul play. So I'm sure that'll be coming in the future weeks. They'll be coming up and talking. Okay. So let's get ready. Smash the share button. Smash the like button. We're getting ready to do our memes like we do every morning. And this is our first one, right? This is from an auteur also, right? This is from Bill Duke. Bill Duke. 
the auteur. You know, most people know Bill Duke most definitely from Car Wash, right? The scene with the, it stands out most, well, there's quite a few, but the scenes that stand out most, the scene that stands, stands out most is the one with Richard Pryor and his women. And if you got to believe in something, why not believe in me? Like the Pointer Sisters. The Pointer Sisters, that's right. So this is his offering as we begin to kick this off today. Film industry tip. Can't catch a break? Not enough work for your reel? Take matters into your own hands. Film yourself performing your favorite monologue. Film that short. Take the PA gig, the personal assistant gig on set. Your time is coming. Keep going. Right? Can't get, can't catch a break. Not enough work on your reel. Take matters into your own hands. Film yourself performing your favorite monologue film that short take the pa gig your time is coming keep going that's from bill duke yes bill duke actor director filmmaker extraordinaire independent let's move on to our next meme right here our next meme you don't need to rebuild a relationship with everyone you've forgiven. Just because you're at peace doesn't mean they're not still toxic. All of and let me is, say something about that. Okay, okay. All of this is very important in relationships and filmmaking also. You don't need to rebuild a relationship with everyone you've forgotten. You forgive it. Just because you're at peace doesn't mean they're not still toxic. What you got to say? You know, a lot of people have problems with forgiveness because they categorize it as um, a letting a person off the hook. And they did you so dirty or so wrong or they played you so far to the left that you just can't you don't want to give them forgiveness it's like a lot of people think that that's giving that person something when they took so much from you but actually forgiveness is for you and forgiveness is a choice it's not connected to a feeling just like love is i mean you might have love that inspires feelings uh especially in romantic love but still it's a decision it's not a feeling so that when those hard times come that that the love doesn't go away if love has a reason then as soon as any of those reasons change love is no longer there same with forgiveness if forgiveness has a reason that's always going to be filtered by what someone else does but not your choice so forgiveness is for you is to lift your own spirit is to get stuff off your own spirit whether they sometimes i've forgiven people who they don't care whether i forgave them or not you know like you say well i forgive you forgive me for what they don't have any remorse for what they've done yet i choose to forgive you 
for several reasons. I have a switch that's borderline. It could it, it could be looking like I can I need some fan app or something, you know. So I got one of these switches that can be flipped. And so my choice to forgive you is for me. It's for me to allow you to continue to live life uh based on what you have done and me not in that for you prematurely. So forgiveness is for me. And once you choose to forgive a person and you walk away or you no longer do business with them or be in a relationship with them or count them as a friend, you're free. It's a freedom to it. It's a burden lifting, right? So just because you're at peace doesn't mean they're still toxic. They're still toxic. They're somebody else's problem now. I forgive you because you need me to and I'm going on. So let's go to the next meme here. Root chakra needs your attention right now. Find your secure place. Establish and become confident when it comes to your stability in your home. Our bodies is our is our temple, which is known as our home. If you're not home, then our soul is homeless. It's a little, lot of mixer between singular and plural here. But anyway, root chakra and, and, and possession, like our or mine. But anyway, root chakra needs your attention right now. Find your secure place. Establish and become confident when it comes to your stability in your home. Our bodies is our temple which is known as our home if you're not home then our soul is homeless if you're not home then our soul is homeless now that sounds like like a lot of voices like like there's a need for some fan app or something like you Can know, I put I, that in famous terms? Uh, I, 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 yes, yes, yes. But you see, he said, our bodies is our temple, which is known as our home. If you're not home, then our soul is homeless. If you're not home, our soul is homeless. Uh, if a person is not writing as close to... Oh, anyway, go ahead. Um, it, this is a hard to discern whether this person is uh, just being deep in matching us all being as one individual. So she's using the terms interchangeably or she just doesn't understand correct English uh, and how to write it or whatever. It, it's hard to discern that. But <laughs> but, um, you know, basically there are you know and and christian people don't get bound up don't go get you know getting on the horn talking about you know she didn't switch to new age no you need to know how to embrace and know how to break down uh, other belief systems and relations to your own come on now let's stop being ridiculous um root chakra chakra there are seven okay starting from the crown the top of your head all the way down to your midsection of where your loins are. 
if i'll keep it clean where your loins are there are seven so your root chakra is called the root chakra because it is the center of where everything comes from that means that you must be healthy that indicates a healthy state of mind a healthy heart and all of that so what basically this is saying is that pay attention to yourself take care of yourself mind body and spirit basically that's what this is saying take care of yourself mind body and spirit so that you are your best you for anybody that comes into your life all right let's keep moving now you know we were talking about this a couple of weeks back and i saw this meme i said hmm i break all spells that keep me asleep to my own magic. I break all spells that keep me asleep to my own magic. Let me interpret. Okay. <laughs> Hold up one second. Go ahead. The spells are words that both you speak and other people speak concerning you. So the way to break the spells is stay away from, keep people out your business, keep things to yourself, do your mind your own business, study to be quiet. So keep your mouth off people and keep other people's mouth off you by just not telling them nothing. That's it. That's interesting because that kind of goes along with this next meme right here. Interesting. Some people should stay off social media because they are letting their stupid show. Some people should stay off social media because they are letting their stupid show. Right? Mm -hmm. Stupid show. Smash the share button. Smash the like button. We have an entertaining show because we're going to be talking about our tours today. Right? We've talked about many different things, but now we're talking about our tour. Okay. I can't re-respect you. Thought that was good. I can't re-respect you. I just can't. Wow. It's true. Once you, wow. once the person sees you and they see you in a different light, it's hard to respect. Uh, it's it's different. All right. This one right here. I love seeing stuck up females from high school built like the lunch lady now. I love seeing stuck up females from high school built like the lunch lady now. That comes from J. Cool. Let, let, me, okay. let me talk about that. Go ahead. That's funny because I uh, experienced the same thing on the other end. I was always a pudgy child coming up. And, you know, because I was pudgy, society tends to put equate pudginess with not being cute. It's not that I didn't I didn't think one way or another whether I was cute or not. I wasn't I didn't think I was ugly. So I didn't think one way or another about that. But it did when you're a child. And you're not being liked for a particular thing. It does kind of, it kind of messes with you a little bit, right? But what's funny is when you run into those little boys 
that you used to like and y'all well grown y'all been grown uh 20 30 years now 40 years y'all been grown and you run into them and you looking like and i'm still full figure i never ceased to be full figure even at my smallest i was full figure and um when you run into somebody and you looking the hottest you you ever look and you run into them and they can't even hold a conversation with you for saying the d word in between tanya ellsbury damn Tanya Ellsbury and y'all trying to have a conversation you trying to have a conversation how you doing how's your family how's your sister how's your mom uh they find me damn Tanya Ellsbury it's like and then they got this gut all the way out here they look they nine months worth of beer pregnant and and all this kind of stuff and their face you know is 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 expanded and fat and and stuff from drinking and they haven't treated themselves well Cause they probably haven't been altogether a good person either. Cause if you were, I never was a bully in school. I just handled bullies. So, uh, if you've been, if you were that kind of person as a child, odds are coming up through life, you still had that type of thing attached to you where you were talking about people and bad mouthing people and death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it eats the fruit thereof so you eat the fruit of what you speak and what it boomerangs back to you so you start looking like exactly what you were talking about like other people about so you 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 judge them on their outer appearance and now your outer appearance is out of order you understand so when i see that it's funny it's a, it's a lightweight type of uh even though it's so far back some could call it petty or whatever but if that's the only area of pettiness i got i keep that i celebrate that when i run into people and they looking like they've been through five years of war and i'm looking 20 years younger than i am yes Uh, uh, uh. all right people hood clothes to gentrifiers it's a sign said hood clothes to gentrifiers i see now now that's the way that people should think but most most of the time they don't they say oh we 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 want our stuff to look good like what it out in the suburbs and they end up moving you out in the suburbs because they re-gentrified for someone who didn't look like you Happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to be like. Happiness is letting go of what you think your life is supposed to be look like. Look like, not be like. Look like. Alright? I'll put that put that there. I thought that was okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Right here. Let's keep this in perspective. Food stamps, rent assistance may be withheld from those who refuse COVID-19 vaccines. Bingo, here we go. Food stamps, rent assistance may be withheld from those who refuse COVID-19 vaccines. I think they did something like that in California, not talking about the COVID, but a few years back, it was something they were trying, a law that they were trying to pass that if you were a felon, 
or something in that you know food stamps and all that uh, doctor uh, whatever they use for doctors or whatever and rent well you automatically can't get housing if you're a felon but I thought they were cutting off the food stamps and trying to do that but that went down and that was under the Democrats people have a short memory of the party of slavery I'm being nice I'm being nice I'm not using my catchphrase my re my re uh pronunciation of the oh I was about to say it Democrats I'm being nice because people really do think that they're Democrats anyway I am African first I am black first I want what's good for me and my people first and if my survival means your total destruction then so be it I am African first. I don't I don't agree with that part right there. I am American black first. I want what's good for me and my people first. And if my survival means your total destruction, then so be it. And for those who feel that that's so shocking, well, the last part. And if my survival means your total destruction, then so be it. It's talking about what Francis Cress Welsing was speaking on, which is dominant and recessive genes. Anyone in biology 101, we talked about uh, dominant and recessive genes and uh, black people's genes, dark hair, dark eyes, uh, dark skin, dominant light skin light eyes blonde hair is recessive so thus the dominant gene shows itself when offspring comes so that's what the that's what that represents there okay two things i don't give a uck about one what she what he said two what she said Going on, Q. Going on, Q. Two things I don't give a fuck about. One, what he said. Two, what she said. That's right. You have no time to listen to the idle mind. The idle mind is the devil's playground. He'll get all monk stuff. Okay, people. Being that we're getting ready to go into shutdown. And you know, hey Tanya, listen, I don't know if you read it. That's what I was going to ask you. Are they allowing my written post to go through? Did you ever see it on the timeline? But yet last night on Fox 5 here in Las Vegas, the reporter reported on a new app that allows people to snitch on people who aren't following the rules during COVID, they don't have masks on, they're gathering together in large number. And so, you know, did you see that post? I did not see that post. Right, right, yeah, they're, they're cutting a lot of what I'm saying because they can see what it is. But the party of slavery, of course, would have something where 
you snitched for meritorious manumission. But anyway, okay. So this right here. Pick your quarantine house. Number one, Netflix, Hulu, heated blanket, comfy couch, endless snacks, bed bugs. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> house, house number two, porch swing, whiskey, fire pit, fishing pond, living with someone you don't like. House number three. Gym, protein shakes, view of the city, small dog, no smartphone or tablet. House number four, swimming pool, margaritas, master grill, big dog, no video games. House number five, library, garden, coffee bar, fluffy cat. And I can't read what the last one is. Ghost. And, Ghost. What is it? Ghost. Okay, okay. Ghost. Yeah, it's cut off. Okay. And uh, house number six. Hot tub. Mountain view. Move. Movie projector. Wine cellar. No internet. I guess that's what that says. Yeah. No internet. So which one would you choose? None seem too ideal. Uh, let's see. I take number five. Library, I can handle the ghost. Library, <laughs> garden, coffee bar, fluffy cat, ghost. Because yeah. keep in mind, keep in mind, because it didn't say that you wouldn't have internet in number five. It didn't say you wouldn't have your smartphone in number five. So I'm assuming that those two items are going to be, I will still have access to those. But um, number three would be my other choice, but it's saying no smartphone or tablet. So I would need my smartphone. So that's the reason why I'm choosing number five. Other than that, number three would be my choice. But number five, I can handle the ghost. Believe that. Interesting. I, I looked at number six because that would be like a retreat where you get away and you know you have no internet but you have a cell phone that has your social media pages and all that and you're able to call out so they said no internet so i, I picked number six because it's got a hot top tub mountain view which means that i'll probably be able to run in the mountains a movie projector i love movies uh Wine cellar. I don't drink wine, but it would be there. Maybe I could sell a couple of bottles every now and then for an extra, uh, extra few ducats or whatever. So, number six for me. All right. Because the bed bugs, that is out of hand. Oh, no, that ain't going to work. <laughs> bed bugs will run you out the house. Yeah, they will. Uh -huh. Okay, so the next, next one is this right here. It's not my job to be likable. It's my job to be myself. The right people will gravitate. It is not my job to be likable. It's my job to be myself. The right people will gravitate. 
I thought that was high mm-hmm. self-esteem speaking. Right. Okay. Now here's one. Here's one that is gonna be a hard brain bender. Here. Which one would you? Which one would you take? Probably Friday, number four. Or you would take it and let all the rest. Go. What are those other movies? I, I don't well, reckon. Uh, well, number that the one movie is uh uh what is the movie with her? It's called Get It or something like that. It's a cheerleader movie. With uh, okay, no, I don't have that. Right? No. And then uh, that's Love and Basketball, the second movie. And then uh, mm-hmm. the third movie is Meth and Red. That's How High. How High. How right. High, yeah. Up, up to the sky. Uh, yeah. Learn, I think bird, that I'm totally disinterested, disinterested in number one and number three, number two and number four. But um, if it's one that I could watch more than a few times and know that it's going to be funny. Uh, number four. Number four, Friday. Huh? You know what? When when Friday came out, because I was so much into being out there, you know, selling my mixtapes and being on the move, I couldn't I couldn't grasp the movie of just sitting there all day doing nothing. I, I've learned to appreciate it now, but back then, mm-hmm. I didn't I, I couldn't grasp it. I couldn't grasp it, but it is a classic film. But I couldn't couldn't grasp it then, and and so. Um, check your check the Facebook feed. I'm already on it. I'm already on it. I just posted part two. Okay. Because they because they shut they shut us down. So I don't know why they did that, but. You know, we just put it back up. So the people, we're still on Observations Episodes page. And let me go here to Groups and put this back in because they are acting insanely crazy over at, over there at, you know, a certain social media site, right? So you should be, you should be able to see it. Because I just reposted it. Yeah, I see it. it. I see, I it. see it. I got to repost it, too. Yeah, part two. You know, they just, they're just doing that thing. I'm making sure <laughs> I hit a couple of different pages, you know. Yeah, you know, it's just you just go with the... It just goes along with the territory, as Floyd Mayweather says. When you get to a certain level, it just goes along with the territory. People are hating. And so... It goes along with the territory, all right. And when I, and especially when I know the, the, who the IT people are, of course they would hate. <laughs> of course they would hate. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. They would hate. They would hate. Yes. All right. So we'll we'll stop right there. All right. Okay. So we're here. Okay. So let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next meme. Bring it. Bring it on. That's what the first one is. That's that's uh, Gabrielle Union. Bring it on, right? Okay, so that's what that was. Okay, a couple of more memes before we get it cracking. Now we 
set the set the rubber to the road. Okay. I don't know what's going on with them. Let's see. Real talk though. Don't doubt it. Listen here. I will ignore you so hard you will doubt your own existence. This is a post that you reposted and you said real talk though. Don't doubt it. Listen here. I will ignore you so hard you will doubt your own existence. What you got to say to that? Let me tell you something. Y'all have to just, you have to be there to appreciate it. I can, you can be standing right in my face and talking stuff. And if I choose to just tune you out, you are like a person that is completely invisible. I'm not hearing a word you saying. And that, that was demonstrated short story. I was working at Tower Records in Boston. And so in Boston, it was a great American melting pot, just like the school, the uh, the school days, uh, or schoolhouse rock song said, great American melting pot. So you had people from all over the world that would come there and they would bring their cultures with them. Unfortunately, they don't understand the psyche of the American black woman. They don't understand that, right? So I'm at the register and this guy, there's a line. It's a Friday night. It's a line all the way around the store. So we're talking about, we're talking about maybe 50 feet of line, like all the way around the store. And all five registers are open and that line is around the store. He comes up. And throws his, he puts his movies on the counter. I'm in a hurry. Check me out. And he was Turkish or something. I used to have problems with those Turkish men in Boston. But anyway, he puts his movies up there. And I said, well, I'm sorry. I said, do you see this line? I said, you have to get in line with everybody else. I'm double parked. Just check me out. Hurry up. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, well, I suggest you come back when you have more time. So he's standing there. And he pushes the movies. Some of them fall over the counter into into my space on my side of the counter. And now my eyebrows are in my hairline. Like, oh, okay. So what I did for him is I took those movies. I went into total calm mode. I took those movies. I placed them on the discard counter or the reshelving um, cart. And he was standing there breathing like a fire engine dragon with his arms folded across his chest. <laughs> Look, glaring at me, right? Trying to be intimidating. At that point, from that point on, he was no longer there. I'm next in line, please. I'm taking the next person. Hey, welcome to Tower Records. I see you got some good choices tonight. I see you got five of them. So this is a movie weekend, huh? I'm in conversation. He is no longer there. He stood there. He stood there a good five minutes just glaring. And people were looking at him, then looking at me. And I never even looked back at him. I just smiled at them. And I'm taking care of them. He was no longer there. I have mastered that. I could do that when I feel like it. I answer what I feel like. Nobody controls me. Nobody outside of me controls me. If I want to answer a thing, if I want to tell you off, I tell you off. If I don't, if I choose not to tell you off, I choose not to tell you off. If I choose to act like you're not there, I'll act like you're not there. And you will truly doubt whether I can even see you anymore. I promise you. Mm -hmm. 
Mmm, that is something. Okay, so our meme that sets us, sets the rubber to the road is one about DC Young Fly. Viacom offered DC Young Fly eight figures to host a reboot of Wilding Out. His response, y'all ain't got enough money to make me cross a man that provided me with the kind of opportunities that Nick did. A real one, 100. Wow. You see? DC Young Fly is a real one. You understand? And so, some other people will say, well, let's move out the way. I mean, it's cool. You know, he was cool to me, but, you know, I got to do my thing. That's what they did with Dave Chappelle. When Dave Chappelle left for a while, some of the people kept the show going. Some of the very people who he had, you know, helped kept the show going but then it went to uh they changed the show over to uh uh keenan and peel right and you know peel jordan peel is going on to do get out and etc etc and all the other films all right people so the auteur theory the independent you see dc young fly is a independent thinker he said he's going to get his without stabbing his own kind in the back at the behest of the other. Film is images, audio, actors, and music selection to our tour. The independent do-it-yourself nature of filmmaking installment four. All right, so on our poster here, we have two prominent auteurs, right? Well, we have an auteur, right? And we have an actor that he debuted in his 1925 movie entitled Body and Soul, being that we're speaking about mind, body, and soul. We're speaking of Oscar Michaud and Paul Robeson. Okay, so let's go through this. So let's look up Oscar Michaud, Tanya, and let's tell the people who Oscar Michaud is. M I C H E U X. Last name, Michaud. Oscar Michaud. It's very important that we know our auteurs, those who were fighting against the images that were being perpetuated in Hollywood. It is very important that we know all our tours who were fighting against those images. So, who is Oscar Michaud? Uh, Oscar Michaud was a pioneering African-American author and filmmaker, and without a doubt, the most famous producer of race films uh, He was born near the Metropolis, Illinois And As a young boy He shined shoes and worked as a porter On the railway As a young man He was very successful 
successfully homesteaded a farm in in an all-white area of South Dakota where he began writing stories. Given the attitudes and restrictions on black people at the time, a show overcame them by forming his own publishing company to buy his books door to house. Mm. So he was early on out there going door to door. And once he started producing his film, he was going to city to city to get them screened on screens within those cities, right? He's kind of, or let me say that Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore, was like Oscar Michaud. And you could say that in music, Master P was like Oscar Michaud. So you see, it goes back. Now this is in, what area of time is this in? What year are we looking at where he starts his his productions? Uh, it looks like, hold on a second. I had to go to another site. It looks like he... His career got started around 1913 with the writing of novels. He wrote seven. And when he couldn't get the studio system to buy his book and turn his book into a film, he began to do it himself. He began to do it himself. Now, so what are some of the first movies that he came out with? You should see that. That's up there too. So it's very important, people. The auteur theory has to do with the mind of an independent do-it-yourself type of director, filmmaker. The person that will find the financing will have every little detail of the film in his or her mind and put down and go and even barnstorm city to city. But how many of you know about Oscar Michelle? Those who are, if, if, if you know about Oscar Michelle, press, click one, press one, push enter. We're gonna look and see how many people know about Oscar Michelle. If you don't know about Oscar Michelle, put zero. If you didn't know about Oscar Michelle, the filmmaker, the independent, right? Let's see. So when did his first films begin? Okay. Now he has 73 films. He was one or more films a year starting in 1919 all the way up to 1940. He had at least one, at least one, and most of the time, more than one film per year, all the way up to 1940. And then there was a big gap between 1940 and 1948. I'd like to know what was happening then for those eight years. But his first films were The Homesteader in 1919, Within Our Gates in 1920, The Brute, 1920, The Symbol of the Unconquered, 1920. The Gonzalez Mystery, 1921. The Dungeon, 1922. The Hypocrite, 1922. Uncle Jasper's Will, 1922. The Virgin of the Seminole, 1922. Then he goes okay, into we'll 1920. Be going on, we'll be going on. So 
let's see. That's 19, let's see. We, we talked about this on the show. So in 1939, what happened, Tanya? And remember in 1939, we talked about something that happened in 1939. What happened in 1939? Uh, was that the guy from yesterday? Uh, the No, 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 no. Um, this has to do with history and war. 1939, what did we talk about on previous shows? We talked about a certain march across Europe. I forgot what that march was called, but I know what you were talking about. That we're talking about Hitler. Hitler, 1939. That's right. right? The Nazi mm -hmm. party comes to power. So in between mm -hmm. that gap is because the, the materials necessary to make film were then switched over to the war effort. So all film mm. was used to do anti-propaganda propaganda movies against Adolf Hitler and the Nazi party. So all of that, so those studios could still have film. He as an independent was in a gap until those materials were re-released and reissued to the everyday person, right? So that's what was happening in 19 from 1940 to 1948 now what was the movie called in our gates is that the name of the movie um you mean around that time no 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 back back so 1919 or 1920 was a film called in our gates uh, no, it was uh, the Homesteader. Look, just give me within our gates. Within our gates. Within within our gates. Nineteen twenty. Okay, nineteen twenty. In our gates is Oscar Micheaux's response to D. W. Griffiths' "The Birth of a Nation." In this film, it showed the reality of what was really happening white men chasing after black women and re plus it's a storyline but for the most part it's showing what was actually happening where the white man was taking advantage of American black women what's so funny about the auteurs films Oscar Michaud is when you watch them the same issues that we're dealing with today are the same issues that were back then. It's like, if you get a chance to know our history, you have to listen, you have to watch in black and white with the, I'm gonna call them subtitles. I'm just gonna call them subtitles. But you know, the writing in between, you see what's happening and you say, wow, that's the same thing that's happening today. The same complaints that we have today why because we have been on that perpetual hamster wheel but you won't know that because they have moved the history of oscar michelle how many of you knew that oscar michelle actually existed how many of y'all know about paul robeson look up paul robeson real quick how many of you know about Paul Robeson? And if you don't know about Paul Robeson and you're supposed to be a American black 
actor and let me expand it out even further and you're supposed to be an actor and you don't know Paul Robeson uh something's especially if you're American black and you don't know Paul Robeson something is amiss something is awry so we bring this to you today because this is the auteur theory because film is images, audio, actors, and music selection to auteur. So tell us who Paul Robeson is. Paul Robeson was an American bass baritone concert artist and stage and film actor who became famous both for his cultural accomplishments and for his political activism. Educated at Rutgers College and Columbia University, he was a star athlete in his youth. He also studied Swahili and phonetics at the School of Oriental and African Studies in London in 1934. His political activities began with his involvement with unemployed workers and anti-imperialist students who he met in Britain and continued with support for the Republican cause to the Spanish Civil War and his opposition to fascism. Fascism. In the United States, he became active in the civil rights movement and other social justice campaigns, his sympathies for the Soviet Union and for communism, and his criticism of the United States government and its foreign policies caused him to be blacklisted during the McCarthy era. He was white bald. You know, I know they always say black, but it's white man doing this white underbelly. It's white ball. He was white ball, people. He wasn't blacklisted. He wasn't black ball. He was white ball because he was looking for something else. But we, in our previous shows, we showed you why those particular movements of governments and all that and those ideologies don't work for American black people. We already broke it down. And this is getting to Paul Robeson because when you understand history, you see that he was left out there to dry. Where were those communists? They were just using him because he was a famous person. He thought that that could be a way for American black people because of the injustices that we suffered, suffer, but he soon found disillusionment in it because they left him out to dry when he was no longer famous. All right, all right, people. So we have a presentation, of course we do, cut together by yours truly, Crazy D, the film dude. Right, so we're gonna go into this presentation, and you know how we do we pause every now and then to bring context to more context to the context. Right, so the first thing is to let you know where the term auteur comes from. Right, and of course, the person is European, I'm just gonna say they're Euro, they're Caucasian, so they're gonna talk about all of the auteurs, and they're gonna be. You know, they're going to be Caucasian. That's fine. But then we break into talking about Paul Rob um, excuse me, uh, Oscar Michelle. Then we break into talking about 
Paul Robeson. So here we go to give you more detail and more understanding, middle standing and overstanding. Smash the share button, smash the like button because we are bringing information. Tag your people to watch this later because we bring you information that you may not know. And most, most of the time we don't know. Want to know why we don't know? Because we never see people that look like us. So we think that we haven't done it. And we keep going around this hamster wheel instead of saying, okay, he did that. And then this person did that off of him. And then they did that off of him. Let me pick up at this guy. Know all three of these guys. And let me pick up right here and move forward. That's what his story is for. Her story is for. So you don't have to make the same mistakes. You can know what's going on. And you will know that your people did more than contribute. They built this boy. So let's let's go on. Uh, here we go. Now, by the time Truffaut became a director and made it big internationally with his 1959 film Les Croix Saint Coup, 400 Blows, which turned a $75,000 investment into $500,000 in American distribution rights deal. More private money found its way into independent French production, establishing the financial groundwork for the French New Wave that put a lot of the Cahiers film critics into the director's chair. As you can see, the auteur seems to have, I put this a little bit ahead to give you some context. So a tour appears to come a term that comes from French filmmaking. Let's continue on. Ultimately, Truffaut's call for the cinema detour may not have been a universal plea for cinema, but a manifesto against French commercial films that would ultimately lead to the French New Wave. But film critics across the Atlantic Ocean would take Truffaut's idea and run with it. Mid-century American filmmakers didn't exactly receive the concept of cinema d'auteur very well. Unlike French cinema, which had always been small, artisanal-like productions, Hollywood and the studio system was an assembly line with films produced on a large-scale collaborative effort. But one film critic would really bring auteurism to the American public eye, Andrew Saris. Saris, writing for Film Culture, created the term auteur theory in his landmark essay, Notes on the Auteur Theory, in 1962. Heavily influenced by André Bazin and the Cahiers du Cinéma, Saris puts forth auteur theory as a way to judge films by the way of their director. In the essay, he outlines three premises as a series of concentric circles for determining whether a director is an auteur or not. The first premise of auteur theory is technical competence of the director as a criterion of value. That is, a great director must be at least a good director, at least holding elementary skills in craft and technique of filmmaking. Now, moving inward, the second premise is a director must have a distinguishable personality that can be seen over and over again in his body of work. Lastly, an auteur imbues his film with an interior meaning, which is extrapolated 
from the tension between the director's personality and the material he has to work with. At the time, 1962, Saris lists Ophus, Renoir, Mizugachi, Hitchcock, Chaplin, Ford, Wells, Dreyer, Rossellini, Murnau, Griffith, Sternberg, Eisenstein, von Stromheim, Brunel, Bresson, Hawks, Lang, Flaherty, and Vigo as true auteurs of the cinema. Okay, did you see who's in the top row? It's Chaplin. We talked about United Artists uh, yesterday, and D.W. Griffith is in the second row, right? And do you see what is missing? Do you see who is missing? There are filmmakers, there are American black filmmakers shooting down. Even if it's on eight millimeter, there are American black filmmakers shooting film during this time, but did they get any classification as an auteur? Would they get a classification as a tours? Later in the 70s with Sweetback's Bad, Sweetback's Bad Ass Song, Melvin Van Peoples, would he be considered an auteur? Have you ever seen Sweetback's Bad Ass Song? Do you know about Melvin Van Peoples? Do you know about our, our tours? Do you know that he, like Oscar Michelle, was an author at first? And much like Michelle, you see how history repeats itself. This is back in the early 1900s. We fast forward into the 1960s and he can't seem to find a studio that would turn his books into film. So he turns and does it himself. So let's continue on, right? So that's what the definition of our tour theory, where it comes from, what it means. So let's move into Oscar Michaud. Smash the share button, smash the like button because we are bringing you information. Film is images, audio, actions, Actor, excuse me, and music selection to all tour. So let's continue on. Masters of film whose body of work must be studied to appreciate their career-spanning genius. I'd like to speak for a minute or so about Oscar Michaud, pioneering African-American filmmaker who was born in 1884 began his work as a novelist, and when no one would make his novels into a film, he did it himself. He began with a film called The Homesteader in 1919. He made a response to D.W. Griffith's incredibly racist Birth of a Nation with, with Women Are Gates, and he continued on to make films in both the silent and the sound era up until 1948 on marginal budgets of $5,000 to $10,000, releasing the films himself, distributing them often out of the back of his car, the trunk of his car. He would travel from state to state and distribute them. Um, along with another filmmaker, uh, Spencer Williams, whose films like Blood of Jesus represent an enormously important part of cinema history that's been overlooked. 
at that time, the dominant cinema did not represent African Americans in, in any positive light at all. And so these films of Oscar Micheaux and Spencer Williams are extremely important, not only as documents of cinema history, but also in giving a voice to those who are being marginalized by the dominant cinema. Now, you can believe me or you cannot believe me, but Empire was a religious story. Now, again, you can believe me or not believe me, but Empire, you know, the one that you were criticizing all the time was a religious picture most of the film well all of the film that came out from black directors and auteurs were based on everyday life but what based on passages in the bible so when you watch oscar Micheaux's films they are full of these references Right, and so you see the tug of war. There's a there's one in our gates, right? That was the response. But in there, there is a preacher, right? And you see Booker T. Washington's picture on the wall. Now, this is actually while Booker T. Washington is alive. This is not like later, and it's a documentary or it's a film based back then in the 1920s, but you actually see Booker T. Washington's picture on the wall, right? And there's a preacher there and the preacher is talking to, now he used all black actors. He would use like fair actors who could pass, but he used all black actors. So the white men in the film were actually black men, but they represented as white men because they looked that close, right? The preacher, much like the complaint of the preachers today that can get their grease, their palms greased by politicians to look the other way is discussed in this film back in 1920, in the 1920s. We're in 2020 and it's still the same discussion today. And unlike, uh, unlike not knowing what he's thinking after he, after the two white politicians walk away, he says, and you can see it in the writing, he slumps his shoulders and says, I feel bad for doing this. I'm probably going to wind up in hell. And then he slinks out of the scene. So, he lets you see him in his full human capacity. That's the difference between sensationalized cinema. They only let you see one dimension, whereas the other one, he is sorrowful. And maybe he even gets a little redemption in the film. You need to watch that film. To see these concepts that we talk about now, talked about then and that is the 1920s is not that far it was 1865 right 1865 the last slaves were freed in that area right Galveston Texas 
So it's not that long. 50 years. In 50 years, people are making films. Come on now. It's not that long ago from there. And you mean to tell me you can't make a quality film today? And those people were coming. We were coming off of a deficit. And they keep putting us in deficit. Because certain people will have their palms greased to look the other way. And this is already talked. That's why they don't tell you about Oscar Michelle. Because you will watch those films and you'll say, well, dang, he's talking about the very thing that we complain about. So we know that it's true because it was the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, 2020s. That's not that long ago. Right? So we just have to put it in perspective. Have you ever like looked in the back of a of a, a dictionary and they have all the presidents? Either it's in the front or the back. And they have all the presidents and what you notice is the presidents when they are elected, they would be children and would have been able to run into those previous presidents. That's how close all of this really is. This is not ancient history. This is history. This is our history now. 1920 is our history now. And for you not to know who Oscar Michaud is and to watch his films, they're on YouTube. You can watch them. You can see what it is. So let's continue on. So Oscar Michaud's films are now available on DVD and you can easily rent them. Let me set this up real quick. This is 1925. This is Paul Robeson that Oscar Michaud, Paul Robeson was already a stage actor established. He put Paul Robeson in his first film, right? This is Body and Soul, right? So look at the angles that that uh, Oscar Michaud is using and watch how Paul Robeson, who is a stage actor, can emote Emote is the, because you had to be able to emote because it was silent film. You wasn't going to have dialogue, so everything on your face had to tell what your emotions is. He's a new uh, preacher in town. He comes up and he happens to see someone that he knew a long time ago and watch how this is and if you don't chuckle a little bit and say I had that experience before I've seen that happen before and it's not buffoonery it's not anything it's just natural it's just a natural reality of how it would be if you saw someone that you wouldn't necessarily want to see rent them.
you know, you see the character that Paul Robeson is playing, he is totally uncomfortable because he just is probably getting this new pastor, a new preacher job. And he steps up and he sees somebody from his time when he was doing crime and he was locked up. So he does everything possible to play it off. He cracks a joke. He looks and the guy is like, yeah, I know, I know you. I know, I know what's really going on. He's kind of, this character is kind of like Spike Lee's character, Shorty, in Malcolm X and X, where he comes up to Malcolm when he is speaking in the mosque and he tells him, oh man, what kind of hustle you got on now? I know, I know who you are. I know. I know this he said, this ain't no hustle, brother. This ain't no hustle. The black liberation upliftment ain't no hustle, brother. And so then that parts ways, right? And so this is kind of like, and when people are historians of film like Spike, he probably drew that character of Shorty because that's a fictitious character. It's not in the book. He draws this fictitious character and it's like this guy right here in Paul in uh, Oscar Micheaux's film. Not to mention it, the music that they chose. Remember, film is images, audio, actors, and music selection to auteur. Those who, because what's left now is the silent film. And various organizations choose the music that they're going to use. So this music they used was pretty funky for this. I, I had to search through quite a few because some of them were kind of melancholy. And I had to cut through some. And this was a very funky delivery of music. And I said that was a great choice for that scene. It brings that scene to life. And... I mean, it's just hilarious the way that he emotes with his face and you're sitting there like he you can see that he is totally uncomfortable to the point again that he cracks a joke and then the guy is pretty much emotionless. He says, I know who you are. Let's get this hustle, nigga. Let's get this hustle. You know what I mean? So this is what body and soul is about. It is a religious picture. Most American black films are religious pictures. There's a foundation to it. What you got to say? I thought that was excellent. And it's really funny because in my adult life, I can have I have an appreciation for art forms that I overlooked uh, in my youth coming up. And that's one of them. Um to, to look at the silent film and to look at that I was able to completely understand what was taking place in that clip and, and the emotion of how he was feeling as being on a new life here he is you know in this new church he's in the church mind you the place where the path of least resistance he's in the church and he getting ready to preach getting ready to, to you know impress his flock or whatever and he looks in the front row and the unmitigated gall that's to show that's what makes it even more uncomfortable if this individual didn't sit in the back of the church they made their way to the front of a black church 
the front of a black church sitting on the front row like here I am and if there's anything to be had I'm gonna get some of it right and it's and it's and it's serious see it's no buffoonery in that right but you get the laugh still because you say I have experienced that I have experienced being a little unsettled or embarrassed even if it's not that same situation you've experienced it that's what made Paul Robeson a star because not only he was on stage where he was loud where they don't actually see your face it's more action it's more body movement and if you want to show your emoting you're gonna go oh whoa it's me you're not gonna go oh whoa, it's me because no one's gonna see you but you got to say, oh, woe is me, oh. Whereas in film, you're going to go, oh, woe is me. And it's going to be the front scene. It's going to be the close-up, right? So here he is delivering. That's what made Paul Robeson a star. This man right here, Oscar Michelle, put Paul Robeson in his first film. And then he goes on to play in many more films outside of the, I'm going to say the, black studio system in the white studio system, okay? And you, in this silent films, you can see what is exactly going on because the acting in Oscar Michaud films are outstanding. And wait, when the talkies come in and you get to hear the music and the dialogue from the people and the you get to hear the dialogue from the people and the dialect of the people it, it, it and the stories that they tell and you say wow we haven't gotten over that yet and that's nearly a hundred years ago Booker T. Washington was alive W.E.B. Du Bois was alive Marcus Garvey was alive the people were being born Malcolm X was being born in the 20s. In the 30s, Martin Luther King was being born. You see? And so these are, this is all relative. And these are things that people saw. They came up. They went to the movie theaters to see this man. Right? To see this man's films. To see Paul Robeson. So let's go on. Let's, uh, let's, uh, this is Danny Glover. And he's talking about Paul Robeson. Uh, certainly, it was, it, it was an incredible uh, as, as you uh, looked at his life and the, certainly the accomplishments, the fact that, that he made like 44 films uh, over a 30-year period. Uh, and that those films... He talks about... He talks about Oscar Michaud first, but then he breaks into Paul Robeson. So let's just be clear about what you're saying. Certainly, we're viewed primarily by African um, uh, African Americans in cities and rural places, and as, and as well. But it's, it's life is is very interesting, and the choices that he makes uh, in in the nature of the films regarding the films that he was able to do. Mm -hmm. Certainly, he he had his, his independent thought and had ideas in which he saw the African-American's experience. It was always trying to uplift the African-American experience. Often we associate the derogatory images of African-Americans and stereotypical images of African-Americans 
we we associate that with Hollywood and and mm -hmm. and the the maids and and the uh, dancing and certainly the the uh, the other images, stereotypical images that we don't need to go into. But Oscar tried to create another another image, and then through his work, uh, Michelle was able able to create these other images and and real life images of of, uh, of the way African Americans tried to conduct their lives. Of course, you had the issue of race; it's always in there. You know the the massaging in, in anyway the the stories around mixed race and which is um, a very touchy felt uh, subject you know and and he he often often used a, a number of obviously uh, mixed race actresses and actors in it in his films most most of them didn't look like I mean what you would consider ordinary African Americans if I may say. But they were they were rarely dark-skinned African Americans. They played uh, supporting roles, but not lead roles. And that's I should put it that way. That would be very uh, a better way of saying that. Except he has in 1925. Excuse me, in 1925, uh, one of, already at 27 years old, one of the great great uh, human beings uh, of his time uh, at 27 years old. Paul Robeson had been a two-time All-American, the first Black All-American, the first two-time All-American at Rutgers University. He had graduated from Rutgers University at, uh, with honors. He had also uh, went to law school at Columbia. And, 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 and actually, so he had an undergraduate degree and an a law degree at the time of the making of this film in 1925. He was to go on to do some of the ex extraordinary extraordinary accomplishments in life you know yet was not discovered so much at that time his extraordinary voice and range he was of the great one singers how many of you knew that paul robeson was that accomplished right who else came along later who was into rugby who came through who was all American and very highly educated was Jim Brown. And after nine years of being treated poorly, playing for the Browns said, I'm out to Hollywood to make movies. You never give me a line to block. I'm carrying 10 to 20 men to the end zone. You're working me like a workhorse. And when he said he was out there making a film, Art Modell said, either you come back now. He was really saying, you come back now, boy, or your career is over. Jim Brown said, well, I guess my football career is over and I'm in Hollywood now. But you should check Jim Brown. You should check the parallels and see if Jim Brown was not influenced by Paul Robeson. If you don't know, you can't be inspired by. You need to show this to your children. Your children need to see this. Your children need to see all five of these episodes. All, all, all five of these installments on the independent DIY nature of filmmakers. Because the old people are stuck in their ways. That's the way that that's going to be. 
the old people are stuck in their ways, so they're not going to be ready to move on anything. But it's the youth, the youth that don't see themselves when they're being taught in the textbooks. That's why the parent is supposed to, or the parents are supposed to teach them something else. And there's no excuse because you can sit them right in front of YouTube and listen to this broadcast and other broadcasts that have interactive video and slides like this show has. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse to not have all Americans, valedictorians. There's no excuse. So let's move forward. Moving to New York to attend Columbia University Law School, Paul immediately heads for Harlem, now the center of a renowned cultural renaissance. By the time he arrived in Harlem, he was a hero. He was known for this extraordinary record that he had compiled at Rutgers. Twice an All-American football player, a dozen varsity letters, also a distinguished scholar at Rutgers. He already stood out, so his arrival at Harlem was instantly noted. I don't think he had decided, and he said as much, that he hadn't decided what he wanted to be until perhaps his last year in college when he had to make up his mind. He decided he didn't want to be a minister like his father wanted him to be. So he said, okay, I'll do law. Not because he had any great love for the law. And as things turned out, he never did. After he got his law degree and was hired by a white firm, one white secretary he called her in the office and said he needed for her to take down some dictation and she said i don't take dictation from niggers you see becky becky is in the room becky is in the room and she says she does not take dictation from right you see that? You see? You see how that? See how that is? The? You see how this is? It's a checks and balances type thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. The men were quote unquote liberal, but the women in the office were conservative. That's how they keep the balance. So either the men are conservative, conservative, and the women are liberal, saying there, 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 or vice versa. It's all a game, right? There was a Becky. In the office, this guy way more educated than her. And you see, these are the things that keep happening because we are allowing it to happen because we don't know the history. Here's Paul Robeson, beloved, recognized. And here comes this no account nothing. Probably didn't have anything but a, a secretary certificate from knowing how to type and take shorthand telling him what she wouldn't do for uh in right so let's continue on fact is the employer did even suggest that he might open up a branch in harlem and put paul in charge of it but he told paul that 
none of the firm's white clients would really allow him to represent them in court. And he wasn't interested in joining a profession in which he couldn't reach the highest rungs. Paul first appears on stage in amateur productions in Harlem. About this time, he meets Eslanda Cordozo Good. It certainly wasn't love at first sight or anything like that. My mother was a Renaissance woman, won a scholarship to Illinois at 15 in chemistry, and wanted to be a doctor, went to Columbia Medical School. She could keep up with him intellectually, she could talk about anything. It was her idea. She made no bones about that. She decided, this man for me. And she decided that the mission on her part of helping him reach his maximum potential outweighed whatever she could do in her lifetime. And there was partly an element of ambition, call it opportunism if you will. In a sense, it would be fair to say he married mother, partly on the rebound because Terry Neal turned him down. She was a young woman from Trenton whom Dad met when he was a freshman in college and was really his first love, without a doubt. The new Mrs. Robeson wastes no time in taking over the management of her husband's career. In 1922, he makes his Broadway debut in Taboo. Although the drama flops in New York and again on an English tour, critics recognize Robeson as a potential star. On his return from England, Paul appears on Broadway in the musical Shuffle Along and occasionally in local concerts. It's really remarkable to see him in this silent film because I think so many of us think about his singing voice and yet his performance is still, without hearing his voice, incredibly powerful his charisma just his physical presence and his that kind of emotional um intelligence that you can see with him uh in his performance style i was wondering if you could just reflect on him as an actor because many people think about him as a singer but don't talk with much detail about his acting skills well, well I, I don't think I, I think it's 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 the kind of presence in terms of that you know we we, we go back to uh, the early days of film and, and certainly the images. You go back to Charlie Chaplin and we had a certain image of Charlie Chaplin that we never uh, have, we never could accept another image of him except the image that we saw in this film. But Paul had this kind of pride, you know. I mean, Paul, uh, Paul's father, uh, uh, an ordained minister, was an escaped slave. And so Paul had all, all he had the history the 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 presence of of of, of ordinary African American people, I thought, I felt that. So he he was there, and he was so powerful in his presence, you know, and so dignified in his presence, in his silence, and everything else. He had that that was that was one of the most extraordinary things about him. If I could say he was a great actor, is how we determine acting at, at any stage. Uh, in time, the evolution of acting from the, the silent movies through uh, the first talking movies through going through there through the extraordinary movies of, 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 of and, and studying of actors and tools that actors had as we move post World War II are, 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 are certainly evident. You know, mm -hmm. the, the presence of him whenever he whenever he was on the stage and whenever he was in front of the screen. 
you had to pay attention to him. Paul Robeson, you had to pay attention to him, right? So you see people, there are people, there are situations that have come before. How you know how to negotiate, negotiate maneuver, or get out of those situations is you have to look at the past. Those who came in the past so you can make your present better. The independent DIY nature of filmmaking for film is images, audio, actors, and music selection to all tour. Right? So this is what we have for you people. We 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 bring this four part four to you because installment five tomorrow is Keith Lee from Stockton, California. Keith Lee, independent filmmaker from Stockton, Stockton, California. His latest offering is on Amazon Prime. There is a rich history and a rich body of work of independent filmmaking by American black people. Some who were in the studio system of Hollywood playing extras, playing people in monkey suits, people playing in the African jungle scenes of Johnny Weissmiller. <laughs> or just the African scenes, King Kong, right? But they did more outside of that system, right? And so you have to do your research to know the auteur theory where it pertains to American blacks. And we are more than happy to bring this, more than proud to bring this to you today. So that you will, if you didn't know Oscar Michaud, and you didn't know Paul Robeson, just two of the giants. So many, so, 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 so many, 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 many more. Ozzie Davis was doing the narration. Ozzie Davis knew Paul Robeson, right? Because he was coming along. So there's a line of history of people connecting when you really see it there is only uh, it's really only one degree of separation but I'll say that's seven but really in actuality it's only one degree of separation between people really right especially with this new social media there's really only one degree of separation so we've got uh, 20 you got 10 what you got to say you know, over the course of of our broadcasts, and you look at history concerning different things, and you see how these histories overlap, like where we looked at today, where um, there was something going on in Nazi Germany during the time of uh, when when uh, Oscar Michaud's filming stopped for a period of time is because the supply wasn't there and the supply wasn't there because of what was going on in Nazi Germany and what other people needed to use those resources to combat 
that that was going on over there is they had a lot of propaganda they had a separate department for propaganda they had a propaganda minister that was in charge of basically propaganda is nothing more than programming the minds of the people right so you had people you had departments in place to program your mind but guess what we got that here too we got that in every advertising agency for every product that you see on tv all it is it may be termed something else it may be called marketing and promotions but notice that word pro is in all those words propaganda the word pro is in propaganda promotions that word pro is in promotions and so promotions to pro actively uh affect your emotions through advertisement it's all a steering of the mind and you got to be a pro at it right it's pros that are in place to steer and direct your mind and your emotions towards certain things and so here on hashtag uh, observations tfr you're going to learn lots of things that help you take a big 5,000 piece puzzle or more and connect those pieces and connect the dots so that you're able to see we're giving you the pieces to put together to see the big picture that we already see you know there are some people who are seers so we see the picture already we see the picture on the puzzle box it's already put together but we have to break it down in pieces of his history of uh current comparison of history and what's going on today to bring you to a state of mind instead of being trapped in a mindset where it's just taking back and forth and back and forth you're getting bits and pieces and are not able to lock them together in the right places so um this has been another robust episode i'm excited i always even though that we are doing this here i always take something from it myself which is always good that you're not always everything you're just pouring out and you're not able to receive from your own resource so we uh, have it for you today go back and look over it again go back and look at the previous episodes as you are able and see how much more that you benefit intellectually as opposed to binge watching some other buffoonery uh, that comes on that's a steering of the mind too if you find yourself more given to that then you are educational opportunities uh, then you may want to check yourself and this is a good time to start doing it before 2021 comes in all right people the auteur theory we gave you the definition we gave you the definition of what an auteur is we showed you an auteur and Oscar Michelle showed you a phenomenal actor and singer in Paul Robeson. We've just been bringing information to you the way we believe that it should be brought. You know what I mean? So when you work with someone like me I have a knowledge of I have a knowledge of the past to bring forward in the future to bring a better outcome in the future now those who do not have 
the knowledge of the past often repeat the same foolishness over again that was not successful. You got to really, if you don't want to read it in books, you need to watch Oscar Michelle movies or any of the other black filmmakers of that time because they're going to tell you something and it's going to be able to unlock for you many of the mysteries. They're going to give you the keys to open the door because it was already laid down for you. It was already laid down for you and it's already there, but they don't push you towards that. They push you off from it. Right? So, what can we say? We brought another jam-packed show tomorrow is installment five the independent diy nature of filmmaking and we have keith lee from stockton california he has his latest offering on amazon prime we will have him on he will talk about his career he will talk about filmmaking behind the scenes all of that it will be very, 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 very interesting. You do want to tune in 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Film Review Life channel. Smash the subscribe button. Smash the like button. We will be on and we will be on with the two hours and we're going to go through. I might even show some clips of his films. Right? So stay tuned. You need to be there. If you are an aspiring filmmaker, then you need to be in the building via the stream. Watching the stream. Right? So look, we got 12 minutes left, but it's hot under these lights, and we gave you so much information. I'm about to end this right now. Listen. <laughs> you have been watching. <laughs> Another great robust episode of Hashtag Observations TFR by Crazy D with my special guest host, Tanya M. Congress. We will see you tomorrow on Friday. Can you believe it's Friday again? Here's the thing about Germany, why I made the curators pick of the Hollywood French community. Unity, 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 unity